everyone, and welcome back to another episode of High Minded with McCarter. I'm your host, McCarter. I'm super excited to have Kelly Gaffin. Oh my gosh, Graffin on today. Already messed up her name. Hey, it's all good. From Short and Stoned, which is how I feel like I know you as because Instagram, you know. And it's your awesome brand. Oh, built in branding, constantly short, constantly yeah, stoned. I love. I love it so much. I've just found out about your brand like. I feel like maybe like a year ago or around then and like have seen you around like the cannabis circuit and we have a lot of mutual friends and you invited me to an event a while back and I felt bad I couldn't make it and so I'm just <laughs> super excited to have you on. I feel like you provide such a cool perspective and I just love that you're like a badass female like queer disabled and you have your own business like admit like you're just fucking killing it like Thank you. Thank Little you. applause for you. Applause so, back to you for hosting an awesome podcast. Oh, thank you. And yes, it's your first time on a podcast. Woo! Yay! And of it was course my, it had to be here. I know. That makes me like, that makes me feel so good. Thank you. Yeah. So yes, like I'm super excited to just talk about anything and everything with you. Yeah. Um, let's definitely get started with the sesh. I've been eyeing that pretty thing up. Yes. Um, and my first question is always like, how did you first discover cannabis? Um, kind of like set the scene, mm -hmm. like how you first, yeah, like tried it and like knew it was for you. I'm so glad you asked this question. <laughs> the first time I actually smoked cannabis with was my younger was with my younger cousin Jake. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace, Jake. Aww. Got me into cannabis and really like showed me because I grew up in a very like conservative household. You know, it's the devil's lettuce. Oh it's yeah, it's a sin if you smoke it. You know, That's coming what... from rural PA. Yes, I feel similarly. I'm from Missouri, so similarly glad you understand yes but continue i was visiting my cousin in florida on my like little summer yearly trip down there love it and he was like kelly like why haven't you smoked weed yet and i'm like jake how, i just don't how like it. old were you he was 13 i was 14 nice so wait we that's kind of young i would no wait i was 14 when i first tried cannabis too but I, yeah i know looking back it's like oh i wouldn't recommend that i wouldn't i wouldn't let my personal kids smoke that young right right <laughs> but like we did it at a safe environment you know it was at my aunt's house we weren't and teenagers are gonna do what teenagers are gonna do yeah and i'm glad at least my aunt was at least chill with it and wanted to provide a safe place so we're not going to sketchy parties yes. as young kids we're not going to parks Yep. So I'm really arrested. Yeah. I'm glad that my first experience was with someone that I love. Yeah. Like my cousin. That's so special. Yeah. And now that he's passed, it's like I can look back at it. Oh. Whenever anyone asks this question, I get to bring up Jake. Oh. So yeah, my first time was with my cousin Jake and it was really fun. And it was out of a stone. It was like a cold stone bowl. Like it looked really archaic. Ooh. I was like, this shit's from a caveman. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is some vintage ass pipes <laughs> i did not understand it and like now That's i consider so myself a bougie smoker with my excesses Ooh, are you good since you're bougie are you do you want some tropicana cherry or some blueberry pancake stop both sounds so good <laughs> let me let me do the nose test blueberry pancake that sounds delicious Perfect. and smells really good yes okay so you were in florida what did you feel like smoking with jake for the first time like did you get high like did you like it? What what happened after that? So the first time I tried it with him, I did not get high. I was, 
I felt so kind of like looking back at it, like, uh, you know, the first time you try it, you don't know how to hit it. You don't know how yes. to hold it, how to inhale properly. <laughs> I know. And I had asthma. So I just felt like I coughed a lot and I just gave myself a headache. Oh, yeah. So I definitely was like, that's Yo, rough. We spent my summer money on this. I'm trying this again. <laughs> <laughs> so we tried it a second night. Yes. And that's when I knew. <laughs> okay. So what did you feel? I felt so I've was diagnosed with anxiety and depression at age 10 after uh, some surgeries that allowed me to walk again. So I was in a wheelchair. I undergo underwent a lot yeah. of trauma at a young age with medical stuff. Yeah. And I was already on a ton of medication for pain. They were pumping me full of opioids for a kid who was a regular size oh my 10-year-old or 12-year-old. And I was below average having dwarfism. So wow. I already knew like I deal with pain, but the way I've been told to cope with it isn't adequate and is not working for me. Yeah. So. AKA the opioids. Yep. Yeah. And so like trying weed for that first time that, or that second time, (laughs) the second day, that day we went out and we like went hiking, we went four wheeling. So like my body hurt and I didn't want to take my pain meds that day because I'm on vacation. I don't really want to feel like that. And I just remember all the pain melting away and being like, wow. And a young me was like, this is like kind of, kind of cool. And at first I didn't understand it. I'll be honest. I was like, this right. feels good, but I didn't understand why. It totally. Felt good. And that kind of, then when I like started having more open conversations about it with my cousin under pe- and other people, I'm like, I want to understand why it works. And I want to yes. understand why it helps me yep. with pain and how I can help other people maybe understand that too. Facts. So that just... Facts. Exploded everything. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So I got you a nice little hit here. Yay. So this is like the email thing that goes mm-hmm. in. So just don't touch that. Oh, I won't. And this then so cool. you just like hit it like a bong, mm-hmm. but you just kind of have to like milk it a little bit, if that makes sense. So like, because it's like convection or something, you know? Okay. It's starting to get there. Usually it's like the second and third hit that are really, that are the better, the better ones. There we go. Oh, that's smooth. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It does get like stuck oh, in Oh, how there. do I, Here. do I take all of it out? I know. It? It's, sorry. It's I don't want to mess it up. It's difficult. <laughs> You're doing great though. <coughs> Cough it out. Cough it out. <laughs> yes, queen. Oh, that's not. It reminds me of. Like a volcano taste. Yes, 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 yes. Exactly. <coughs> you killed it. I need some water. <coughs> yes. Water break. And now time for a quick commercial break. This smoke break is sponsored by Toker Poker. This is one of my favorite inventions of all time for smoking accessories. If you don't know what toker pokers are, they are the perfect case for your lighter. They have them for regular lighters for Bic and for the clippers as well. And what my favorite thing is, I always wrap my hemp wick around it so I can use that to light it and it's a healthier smoking experience. But my favorite thing is using what the tool was made for. So it has a tamper on one side of the bottom that you can use to tamper the bud down in the bowl 
or several other uses as well. And then my second favorite, the poker, which is used to clean a bowl. You can use it to clean your grinder, basically get out anything if there's anything stuck in your bowl, which happens to me all the time. So basically this is just the most ingenious product. I have been using them for over six years now and they just dropped their latest edition with Ellie Paisley for this super cool kind of psychedelic design. And they also just have the most fun, cool designs. This one says, tis the season to be high. And they also just released some super fun Christmas um, Christmas themed toker pokers as well. So you can't go wrong. Check them out at tokerpoker.com or on Instagram at tokerpoker. And cheers. Thank you, Toker Poker. Love y'all. Now back to the episode. Yes, this is the <coughs> Caroma. So it's like aroma with a Q in front of it. <laughs> oh, I, I like it. Because I'll tell you, I hate getting really nice bud and then feeling like I'm destroying it with a lighter. I know, same. It's like, where's all the And case? all those carcinogens that are created from the combustion like it's not good. make me nervous. No, there's going to be studies in, like, I don't know, a really long time from now. It's going to be, like, (laughs) studying all the butane we inhaled from lighters and shit. Oh, my gosh, literally. That's why I'm so big about solventless, because I'm like, they're going to come out with studies years from now about how cheap, dissolute-made, shortcut edibles are building up in your body over time. I definitely want to talk about that. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I could Okay, perfect. Wait, we're going to get to that. Let's we'll fast forward a little bit. So did you continue smoking weed like in high school or? okay? Oh, I continue your your story. And so then like how you got to like Colorado, basically. Yeah. Okay, so you can like abbreviate it however much you want. Okay. Um, I'll start by in high school. Weed got me through high school. I got put into a private prep school where like I'm from. I was there on scholarship and everyone's there and like flexing their Gucci belts, and driving like, Range Rovers uh, Oh, my God. Yeah, like teenagers. money. Yeah. I'm here in overalls now. This is how I also dressed in high school. All right? Yes. No, my whole outfit, I'm a really big thrifter and consignment girl, so everything I am wearing is from a consignment store. Yep. So, feel you. Yeah, and people, like, weren't too friendly there to me. So we They're kinda, bitches. Yeah. They're, like, rich bitches. And they're snooty. Like, I'm talking not jumping my car because it's a Jeep. It's an old Jeep. Yeah. Which Jeeps are like a nice, like my own, my whole family has Jeeps. I love Jeeps. Jeeps I'm a Jeep are, girl. Jeeps are great. But yeah, they were a little wow. about stuff. So like I was smoking before class. I'm smoking on my lunch break. Yeah, because like, you're like, fuck this. Yeah, I Fuck dude, that noise. I wanted to be there though because of the academics. Like I was at least a smart enough teenager to be like, right. I want a good education, and if I have to be around shallow people, this is just a life lesson for me. So true. So I kind of because just there's going to be people like that everywhere. Yeah, and I'm kind of glad I went through that, and I stayed there, stayed there, and graduated early and stuff because now I can deal with people that just I'll just yes. water off my back now. <laughs> yes, yeah, so true. That is a good life lesson. But yeah, weed got me through high school, helped me with my pain. Yeah. Uh, eventually, when I started college, I was like, I'm going to ease off of all my pharmaceuticals with dealing with ptsd as well i was like i don't want to be on a ton of different meds for eating for sleep 
just right. to get through the day. I'm like, this is too, it's too much. Right. So totally. in college, I completely made the switch to 100% cannabis and plant medicine. Nice. And that like changed my life. I feel like I thrived in college. Yeah. I met like my people. I discovered my soul, found love for cannabis and like education and yeah. advocation. Advocation is a huge part of it. Yeah. And then like the idea for Short and Stone came and I was like, yeah. I want to run with this. So in 2018, while I was in college, I was like, I'm going to start an advocation and education page because I'm so big about it to the people around me. Right. And I was like interviewed on the news for it, for how it helped That's me so medically. Cool. So I was like, let's let's take this one up. Let's try to. And like in 2018, like, you know, it was still kind of like up and coming on Instagram and stuff. Right. People oh, yeah, were still yeah. scared of censorship. Yeah. Or a big scary C word. <laughs> yes. No, that's when I changed my like personal profile um into a cannabis like advocacy mm -hmm. profile was like 2017 2018 yeah yeah that was that was the time to start i feel yeah. like it but like and now there's so much so saturated i know but hey there are great great creators out there there are <laughs> don't yes. get me wrong there i know it is it's just like oh another one <laughs> there's just a lot it's just, and like i don't want to say competition because i don't believe in competition but it's just, it's just like, a lot to keep up with and like all these different eyes. markets coming on and like it's just it's just a lot I'm, I'm like, wh where was I going with this? So oh, yeah, you started your your page. Oh, yeah, 2018. So education, advocation. But was this, sorry, was this still in Pennsylvania? Yes, I was in okay. Philly at the time getting my bachelor's of science at for music business in an art school. Cool. Because I eventually plan on opening a place where we can combine music and cannabis safely and legally. Wait, yes. That's down the line, though. I used to be a music editor oh. for 303 Magazine. No way. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. The so, like cross sectionality between cannabis and music is like yes. There, <laughs> and then I wanted to do an article about cannabis and music, and they were like, "No, our readers don't want that." And I was like, "And goodbye. I'm gonna go do can." And that's when I really realized, like, wow, I want to be writing about cannabis, not like music like yes i love music but like yeah. <laughs> the cannabis kind of needs a voice right now and an educated passionate voice yeah there can't just be people like it is fun seeing people just do whatever on the internet with their cool tricks and whatever but oh it's gotten needs... nuts though like i just wait sorry <laughs> side note side, I, side track. Sidebar. I just saw this guy on instagram in california of mm -hmm. course and he is filming himself going into starbucks like buying one of their drinks, mm -hmm. filling his bong with it, like staying in the store doing all this and filming it, pouring his Starbucks drink into the bottom so it was empty and he uses it as like the liquid, pours it in, hits a huge thing while people are like who working there being like, please leave, please leave, like to asking him to leave. Oh my God. Um, and then he will take the huge rip and then drink the beverage how from, did i not see this what did he i'll have to send it to you it? no he's like what the hell? he's like stoked about it so yeah. anyway to your point it's gotten really crazy out there yeah. and there's a lot of creators doing like a lot of just like off the wall so that they get stuff viewers. for so views go viral yes. but it's like it's, cannabis it's like no we so need to be educating not just doing crazy shit because <laughs> it's still such a like taboo thing in some areas and it's still so stigmatized so i feel like it's kind of yeah. naive to get to to use your platform to then kind of like advocate negatively to something that needs proper education totally. towards the public. Yeah, I agree. It made me really sad because I was like, my dude, you're not helping cannabis. Like you're giving us a bad literally, rap. you're giving stoners a bad name. Like 
and a bad reputation like and for what and for what for for to try to go viral which is just like do better do better like uh, that shouldn't be the goal oh yes Uh, so yeah Anyway, you started your page to yes. do your advocacy mm-hmm. kind of around the same time as me, but you were in Pennsylvania because mm-hmm. I moved out here right after college in June of 2017. Oh, nice, nice. And I've been here since in Boulder. Been out here a while. Yes. Nice. Six years. Nice. Six and a half. Almost. I'm planning to make it that far. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. So you, but you were doing your page, like, were you at all worried because it wasn't like legal? Yes. I was very worried. I kept it on private for a really long time. And, like, that was kind of hard to gain momentum. Yeah, it is. And the second I actually took it off of private, I got deleted. And it was when I finally, I felt like I had a good following. I had, like, 14,000 followers. Yeah. And, like, that's the most I've ever had. And it was my first go around. I'm still kind of jealous about that. But that got shut down. It's okay. So sad. I feel like I got a little too naive about censorship i feel like i just kind of got into my group yeah i got too comfortable about it i just kind of like got into a groove of what i was posting and then was just like how did you i was having some fun all there sometimes now now i'm like strictly business i don't do any of that (laughs) right it's like you kind of got to play by the rules in order to as much as i do want to post myself posting a big bomb rip i can't do that on my business page I should I should make a second account because I love the content you create. Yes. Your relatable, funny videos. Thank you. I love them. I was just going through your videos again this morning just because they always make so me laugh sweet. and stuff. Thank you. I wish I could make like relatable content like that. I just you have can. to make business. I guess I could. I just why? Can't, I guess I put myself in a wait, business box. Wait, but why box. can't your yeah? Why can't your business page also be more relatable content? Yeah, like why can't sure. it be both? I think that's even a better way to sell, sell your products than actually selling. Because, like, also, like, the reason why I do what I do is because I want to destigmatize and show people that, like, yeah, you can take a huge bong rip mm-hmm. at 9 a.m. and then have a really productive day. Yep. And, like, so, like, I want to empower you. <laughs> like, just because it's your business mm-hmm. doesn't mean that people can't see you getting high and see you yeah. then, like, using it in a real way That's you know so true yeah because i'm like i just imply that i'm always short and i'm always stoned about <laughs> the products i'm like i just got so i just feel like i put myself in such a business box i just get like no, so scared it, sometimes because like yeah. also like being like the youngest myth owner in colorado i feel like people Damn, are just looking at crazy thank you, <laughs> thank you. this accomplishment at 22 Oh, my and, God. Uh, it was – I just feel like I had a lot of, like, eyes on me. And no, totally. And people trying like, to I report don't wanna... me and yeah. stuff. So, like, that got hard. Like, for a while, I didn't want to go to, like, certain events and stuff because I'm like, well, all this stuff happened. <laughs> Damn. I'm so sorry. Yeah. That oh, it's sucks. Okay. That... It's just, like, personal anxiety yeah. about how I'm perceived sometimes. <laughs> no, but that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. But, like – I just need to, like, start. I just need to do what I want to do because... Do you, boo. (laughs) I feel like I'm rambling now on a side tangent. Okay, no, yeah. Back to... So what we were talking about was um, you you got your page shut down right when you, like, went public. And you had, like, a really substantial following. But you were in Pennsylvania, like, and it was illegal at the time. Is it? Do they have medical? They have medical. No? Yeah. I was like... medical. They went medical in 2018, which is when I started the page, which is oh, why I felt wow. comfortable starting the page. Yeah. I had always been like, I want to make like a cannabis content page. 
but it wasn't like legal in my area and being so young i'm just like i don't want to step on any toes or do anything sure. so when it went medical i'm like i like let's post about like the medical strains because there's only like six companies when it started yeah so i'm like let's talk about these companies and their ethics yeah. and which companies you should and you shouldn't support because it's so micro yeah and different sh- uh, so i just smart. like i just went into that and that's how i started and i really loved like sharing with people like hey this worked for me for my pain because of these terpenes and stuff yes. maybe you should look into these terpenes as well so like smart. Ca- trying to just encourage people to like because Pennsylvania is one of the only markets where they show um, the full terpene profile and oh, full cannabinoid I profile. <clears throat> oh, love that. I loved it. And so, like, That's that was, so like, cool. such a keystone of so much of my stuff. I'm like, how can you, like, go to the dispensary? Like, a lot of people did in P- Pennsylvania and not care about the terpenes. Like, when you're a true right. medical patient, you got to know what profiles work for you. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my page. And I got deleted when I got momentum. And I tried to rebuild it. I came back with Short and Stone 2.0 kind of doing the same thing and then covid hit so then i was like okay i kind of want to do something different now that i have all this time and then my mom got me an infuser shout out my mom she's watching this hell (laughs) yeah she's also my cpa and manages like all my finances and bookkeeping major shout out to oh yeah and i got her into plant medicine oh love we love you mom (laughs) And she used to not consume, and now she takes gummies. Good and job. Wait, high five for that. Thank you. And <laughs> it, it, it helps her sleep and stuff. It helps her with her anxiety. Oh, so I'm yes. like, I'm just happy that I can help other people, but especially my mom. Yes, so true. But where's she got you an infuser? She got me an infuser. Sorry, ADHD. <laughs> no, I'm you're good. 18 side quests. <laughs> Same. You're all good. My mom got me an infuser, and like. Because she was like, Kelly, maybe you should, like, stop smoking. Yes. And I'm like, um, you My, my parents say why? the same thing. They're like, why don't you just do edibles and not smoke? And I'm like, it's expensive. in theory, <laughs> yes. But, yeah, it's expensive and they don't hit the same. Like, my body just – it cha- it turns into a different, like, cannabinoid when your body yeah. is processing. But, yeah. But, yeah, so you got to, like, experiment. Yeah, because, like, you, like, my parents were like, maybe you should not be – smoke it so much so my mom got me an infuser for my birthday and that just like catapulted me i'm That's like awesome well this does help my asthma and like the solventless really helped my pain so that just kind of like sent me down a rabbit hole of like solventless and yeah. how that helps and preserving the plant and all of its integrity with all the terpenes and cannabinoids so i was like Hmm, maybe i have something here yeah wait and- can you dive into that more like how did you first like figure out like okay there's products that use solvents and then there's ones that don't you know or like (laughs) yeah so like the when I first started my page like I was very just like flower heavy I like very just because that's all that was available in Pennsylvania at the time was flower so I'm like I'm just gonna gung-ho about flower and then like when I got the infuser then I was like oh wait there's like a way to just use all of the plant versus like using a cheap method with chemicals so i'm like it's chemical way sounds awful yeah i'm glad my mom got me a method that just uses heat like low 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 heat and extended time so i'm like let's dive into these differences so then i just started like there's not much back then so i was like let's just go on youtube and google and reddit and kind of just like use the internet yeah i feel like i was like kind of like really self-taught in the beginning which is how i knew I was really passionate about it because there wasn't a lot of education about it, but I was seeking that out. I'd go to like 
really deep Facebook groups and find different people I'd want to talk to, like cannabis chefs, and be like, nice. can you explain to me this a little bit more? I'm kind of like, I'm having a hard time connecting this and this. So like, if I couldn't find it somewhere, I'd try to talk to people about it. And yeah, just learning about how it breaks down into a compound that's four times stronger when you smoke and how some people, they don't even get the edible high at all. So I was just like, let's yeah. go, let's go down this. And then I was like, all right, I feel very comfortable in what I know now. Like I just did all of this learning and I have a way to like make CBD safe edibles. So like, yeah. and I'm in school for half of it was business and entrepreneurship. Nice. But music was the forefront. So I'm like, hmm. And it's COVID. Hmm. So I launched Short and Stone, the edible side, during COVID. So that was so like cool. my COVID baby. And like my- But you were just doing CBD Yeah, edibles? so okay. I did CBD and I did some Legacy Underground. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you know, everybody's gotta get their start somehow. Oh, I, I hear that, <laughs> heard that. <laughs> and so, yeah, I just started then and I used my stimulus check. I used my whole stimulus check to start nice. up Short and Stone, so. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> Cause I saw all these other people being like, you could either spend your stimulus check on something that can instantly gratify you or you can sit on it, to put it into something, and build something that can give you gratitude like a lot farther down. So I'm like, yeah. ooh, That's I don't, beautiful. I do like instant gratification, <laughs> but I also do like hard work. So I was yes. like, let's let's take short and stone one step farther. Let's start making a product that can actually help people in their hands versus just kind of giving like free form advice online. Yeah. So yeah, and then I got into the edibles. I was like making them out of the apartment in Philly. Wow, that was epic. It was great. And like within my first month of Wait, business, what kind, of, sorry, what kind of edibles were you making at first? Okay, so I had uh, these huge discs. They were called s'mores cookies. Oh. So it was like a rich chocolate base and a, mar a melted marshmallow on top. I want one of those right now. Oh, so good. I wish I still made those. I still could. I could bring you some. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, do a like a revamp. <laughs> I did them with like 300 milligrams too. And they were soft and gooey the oh, whole time. My oh, God. they were so good. They I were... would pass the fuck out after and then, that. <laughs> oh, they were, they were delicious. People texted me. They were like, I don't know how you did this, but I want another. I'm like, good, good. <laughs> so you were definitely on to something. Oh, yeah. And then my gummy bears, I made like huge packs of gummy bears and those were i could never keep those in stock wow yeah so those were like my hero product and then i made the disco bites which was like my take on a slutty brownie wow i do like savory stuff i did cheesy biscuits one time around the holiday time oh my god yeah. this all sounds so good yeah and and uh, you are doing like solventless all solventless all yeah i okay. did not believe the plant should not touch chemical i, I don't believe I, in I, that. I love this yes because it just doesn't make sense. Like, if you're going to have, right. we have access to such great flour in 2023. So why yeah. are you going to put it through a process that degrades it? Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I got <sighs> Short and Stone started, like, cooking in my in, uh, Philly apartment. And within a month of business, I got recognized by the biggest medical brand in PA at the time called Pharmaceutical RX. Recognized my, like... Wow, kind of like off-market so cool. CBD thing. And they gave me a small business scholarship. Yes. And then they gave me a tent at a uh, the PA Cannafest. It's the biggest cannabis event. Two days, like 30,000 people come. Wow. They gave me a free tent there. So I come and vend my goodies. And That's they, incredible. Oh, it was great. And then they gave me it twice. They gave me it two years in a row. 
Shout out to them. Yeah, when they were like, we can't do this, but we love you and we don't know another brand we want to give this oh. to. I'm like, shut Like, you guys are a medical brand. Also, at the time, I'm working at a medical dispensary because I love helping people. Oh, you're amazing. <laughs> wow. You. Doing the most. So it was really great that like a brand that I'm actively pushing towards, not pushing, but like recommending towards patients. Right. I can feel good about because they actually believe in like helping community and supporting yeah. small business and cannabis that it isn't just like what's on your shelves, yeah. you know, and I appreciate brands and that like recognize that. And like what capital that. they have behind them. I feel like that's like a big thing is like, oh, how much like capital do they have and all that <laughs> jazz. Yeah. Oh, especially in Pennsylvania, because at the start, it's like you have to have millions and millions to like get in and you had to be fully vertically integrated from delivery seed to retail oh it was it was still is a little crazy in pennsylvania i'm glad i don't live there anymore deal with that medical side but like so how did you get to colorado oh okay colorado i met my lovely partner Hey. <laughs> Shout out Steven. Steven's watching over at the side. Shout out all Stevens everywhere. I believe Steven is a wholesome name. Yes. But we, I mean, we love you, Stevens, Stevens. everywhere in the world. <laughs> but um so I met Steven and that was in, right, in Pennsylvania. In Philly. Yeah. Okay, in Philly. And right before oh well, actually a month after we met, I was like, hey, my van broke down. Can you take me to the PA Canifest? I got to go sling some edibles. Yes. <laughs> so this man comes with me. He's selling my merch. He's looking good doing it. He's helping me rack it in. I'm like, okay, so we're a good team. We're a good team. He also problem solved. He got me Wi-Fi that day so I could make my sales. Problem solver. Shout out, Steven. Oh, love you, Steven. <laughs> it, is a, it is a huge event with a lot of people. So the fact that he was just there and willing to do it, I'm like. Right. And like immediately there to support you. And I threw him in. I threw him in a month and I'm like, we're, we're doing this. Yeah. So he knew from early on that like I really like cannabis and I really like advocating for it and helping people. And you have like a potential, like a business like, yeah. around it. Yeah. And he helped me with. Uh, so that event was in Kutztown. So like in rural Pennsylvania. And then in Philly, he'd help come just, like, kind of be my little bodyguard around Philly at these events I was doing that were, like, big underground. Like, people with their big turkey bags with their pounds open. I'm like, I need I need some prote- I need someone right, with me sometimes. Right, where it's, like, you don't know what yeah. could happen. Yeah. Oh, well, like, oh, granted, though, before I met him, I would just I would just pull up in my big black van, unload all my stuff. I'd be there by myself. People would be like, honey, is this just you? I'm like, no, I got my I got my big cousin in the car. <laughs> Yes, my bodyguard's in the car. I'm like, you don't see them, but they're here. (laughs) Yes, damn, you're brave. Oh, but like, I was so passionate about it. Yeah, you're just just like, like, fuck it. And there was a market there. There are events in Philly. So I'm like, I'm going to go. I'm going to be there. I'm going to. You're amazing. I literally (laughs) love you. You're incredible. I'd walk up to these guys with their big chains and their pit bulls next to them. I'd be like, yo. They're pit bulls? No, literally. And their pit bulls have chains. What? You know, like this is why I love Philly though. Like I'm truly not dogging on anybody. Like I love my time in Philly and I love the people in Philly. Like it, it, y'all were the best. Their pimples have chains. I'm done. At the event, at the cannabis event, with their pounds, <laughs> and I'd walk up to them, little me, little four foot eight me in my overalls and my bucket hat. Four foot eight. I love that. On a good day. That could be your next brand. <laughs> oh, four foot eight. Just put that in your back pocket. Sorry. In my overall pocket. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, I'd walk up, I'd be like, hey, 
can I have like some like a pre-roll or something or a backwood for some edibles? And they'd be like, little girl, we don't eat no edibles. But here, we'll take it. And, and I'd swap with them and I'd be like, okay, great. And I'd just like get great rapport with everybody. And like, I love the community. Cause like, that's oh. the thing about cannabis. Like no matter who you are, how you look, like y'all have common interests already. And it's at least five of them. Cannabis <laughs> brings people together. I say it all the time. I've, it's just, it's amazing. Oh, I loved it's the it. the best plant. And like getting into the community side of it, doing all these events, like made me realize like, it's fun having like something that makes money, but it's even more fulfilling knowing that there's like such a community behind it. And like, yeah. you have so many people to talk to and you can problem solve and collab and bounce ideas off of one another and cheer one another on. Yeah, I love that. So I was like, yeah, I'm really going to at first because I was like, maybe I'll just do short and stone for like while I'm in college, you know, to help pay my bills and stuff. But then because I, I was like, I'll do music afterwards with my degree. Now I graduated. I said, if that degree, <laughs> we're moving to Colorado. I'm getting my my MIP license. Yes. And we're making solventless edibles for the masses. <laughs> yes. OK, so when was this? Uh, March 2022. Oh my so a year gosh. and a half ago, we packed up everything. Drove the van in his car cross country with our cats. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Set up shop oh in gosh. Golden. That was fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. You are so incredible. I did not realize. Yeah. I thought you were like around. The, I just turned 29. Mm -hmm. So, well, I mean, we're both in our 20s, but you are just like killing it. Oh my God. I'm so like jealous and also looking up to you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, it was it was definitely a hard process. So I yeah. hope like if anybody can take anything from it, if I can do it, if I can do it, y'all can do it. If you're passionate, well, I'll just phrase this. If you're passionate, you can do it. Yeah. Because like you got to have something that fuels you at the end of the day when you're not making money. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You got to be able to, so to rely on community, the people that feel your soul and like your passion, what fuels your heart. So, yeah, yeah, I'm really happy that I moved out here because, like, the cannabis community in Denver, like, I thought the one in Philly was awesome. The one in Denver was incredibly welcoming. Yeah. And, like, there's just so many great, genuine people Aww. from so many different aspects, like, from so many different companies, big and small, that I've been able to connect with just since moving here. Yeah. Oh, it's great. I oh, want to change yay. it for anything. Like, I'm, I'm so, so grateful for this community. Yes, yeah, same here. Like, but hearing it from someone who's, like, more new to it in the Denver one specifically it's oh. like reassuring <laughs> and i've only been here a year and a half and i feel like it's very small and i feel like i'm getting around the circle already yes it's very isn't it crazy yeah yeah, <laughs> one, yeah once you realize how small it is you're like oh wait <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> we got hey we got to cheer each other on we cannot be tearing each other down when it's this small and everybody knows know. everybody <laughs> yeah so i do want to hear about like the process it took to like get your mip and everything and mm -hmm. like can you share a little bit into that? Like, yeah, because I feel like a lot of people think you need a lot of like money or I don't know, like notoriety or whatever, anything like wealth or status. And but like you like moved here from like you're not from Colorado at all and you were able to get a MIP and you're like super young and a female like and I just yeah like everything. I just love it. Like, how did you do it? Oh, it was it was a process. There was a lot of no's. Ugh. But I'll just start with I when I really knew that this MIP was going to come to fruition, I was like, all right, I need to back myself with more education. So I went to the Tricom Institute 
Uh, for I love Max Montro. He's sick. He is, I love everything he puts out. He's epic. I have his book. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to get him on the pod, but he doesn't live in Colorado anymore, so it's very sad. But you yeah, can get a special trip with him. Yeah, that should. would be awesome. He's like, he's a legend. Yeah, shout out Max if he watches this. Yeah, I'll send I'll send it to him. <laughs> send link. Be like, we give you a shout out. <laughs> yeah, but like the Tricom Institute for Cooking with Cannabis, because I was like, let's just have extra degrees on my wall. Because I already yeah. had like some certificates for handling medical cannabis and giving medical recommendations in PA. Nice. So I was like, let's add on more specific. So then I also went to Oaksterdam, the first cannabis oh, college. Oh, yes. I have looked into that a couple of times. <laughs> oh, it's very fun. I did the online version just because I was like, I want to pump this out. I don't want to do like these weekly classes right. and meetings. I don't want to go like, yes, it would be cool to go stay in Cali. But, like respectfully, Cali, Cali's cool. But it's not for me. <laughs> I am such the same way. I was just in LA a couple weeks ago for a wedding and I was so happy to leave. I was like, LA is not for me. Like, <laughs> It's pretty to visit. Yeah. But yeah, I respect to the people that live there. Glad you enjoy it. <laughs> yes. Every place is good for everyone, you know. Yeah. But where was I going with this? I'm so sorry. Oh, I guess I'm the so Oaksterdam. Oh, so you got more degrees. Oh, Oaksterdam. Yeah. So I did Oaksterdam for... Okay. Oh my gosh. Business of cannabis after I did the cooking for cannabis. And yeah, I was like, let's just head into this. I now know like a more solid plan. They had me like make business plans in my class. So I'm like, mine as well. Use this and execute it. So I just started like going around Denver looking for places for sale. Because I no wanted to. Way. Yeah, like, I was just. For I like just a warehouse or like a lab? Mips, or- yeah, kitchen spaces. So I just started like calling up people and looking online and being like, all right, so this is going to start. I need to know a price point for how much I got to raise for investors. It snowballed very fast. Once I decided I was doing it, I was doing it after I got all those courses done. That's my like the thing that I am like get the most worried about is like the investment thing. Oh, can you talk about that? Yeah, it was really hard. I reached out to a lot of banks to like get like startup loans or startup cannabis funds and stuff. And I got denied a lot. That was really hard to take. So I was like, you know what? Screw that. I'm just going to like reach out to my built-in community and stuff and like try to find investors from within that already know about me and believe in Short and Stone. Yeah. So I just got a handful of investors from my Short and Stone community. That's awesome. And a couple family members. Shout out y'all if you watch this. Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, you tapped into your community like... Yeah, and I got some money together and found a MIP. Uh, it was a really lovely family. Um, they were deaf and they wanted to get out of the industry because they wanted to move to Montana to start a family. Oh, wow. And just like, you know, like having one disability to another, it just felt like a very great exchange uh-huh. versus some of the places I went, two white men, old men in suits. Yeah. I pull up in my bright orange van. They already are scoffing at me and they're talking about me while I'm in the room while they're showing me their property. Let me tell you, what people are bitches. Fuck? That's insane. And I walk out of here and I'm like, well, and they're like, well, we hope we hear back from you. I'm like, well, if I had like, you're, you're not like, going to. What the fuck? Why I don't would even you know hear... how to respond to this. I'm why just like, would you hear back from me? You're not yeah. going to get my business. Like, uh, even if I did like the space, which I don't, yeah. you're not getting my money. <laughs> Literally. That's so, what the main thing I don't like about the cannabis industry is like all the corporate and like old white men that are just in it for the fucking capital. And as like the next investment and not actually like caring about the plant or care about the people who use it, et cetera. Like yeah. care about the community, like 
or actually helping people that have like pain and you know I use it for anxiety and depression a lot of the time so yeah it's just like that's the only thing that makes me sad but I feel like that's you're gonna find that in every industry I feel like so we just gotta get them out and I feel like the cannabis <laughs> industry we're slowly doing that yes, like time. we have so I many like new people coming time. in so I'm glad that yeah. We're kind of getting like the old heads out and we recognize that like their way of doing things is not the way. Yeah. You know, we, we have a new age of business. Right. And then we can do things like how we millennials want to do them. And I feel like we have the more like collab over like competition mindset versus yes. they just want to like stomp on the competition where it's like, yeah. why don't we all work together? Because there's room for everybody in a good market. Yeah. I like, know. And it's like everyone can have their different niche. Yeah. And everyone has room to shine. No one's stepping on anybody's toes just because someone else does it just shows that you can do it too. Yeah. That's kind of how I look at it. Like whenever I see anybody else like knocking it out of the park with really good edibles or winning some awesome awards, I'm like, them doing it just shows that I can do it too. So yeah. like, I love seeing all the edibles innovation people have and stuff. So Fuck yeah. that's been so cool coming to Denver because PA didn't have edibles. Oh, wow. So like that's all? No. They didn't, believe that you could be, they didn't believe that you could be able to eat it safely. But also, it wouldn't be oh, appealing Lord. to kid, like, the oh, whole kid thing, Oh, too. yeah. They think that, yeah. Yeah. They think that it, you're, you're going to come to market with, like, some starbursts and, like, brightly colored packaging. It's like, no. But, yeah, coming, coming here and seeing all the edibles and all the innovations, I'm like, it was just so inspiring and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So then how does that kind of change, like, your business because yeah I didn't know you have pre-rolls and like other stuff so like what's everything you offer and like how have you kind of like defined your niche so um with the when we had the MIP uh it was the magic powder so the solventless magic powder we really just wanted so to like smart. come to like it was newer at the time like a year and a half ago now I feel like so many people are rolling out powders now yeah <laughs> but no you were before you were ahead of the curve yeah, I was around the same time as flower powder. <laughs> I live well. Um, yeah, so this is so smart because you can put it like into any food or or beverage, right? Yeah, yeah, bake it into anything, mix it into any recipe. That is so smart. Like, yeah, and it's solventless, so it hits hard, even though it'd be broken up into ten milligram packets for compliance. I hate that, but oh compliance. yeah, I know it's <laughs> like ugh, but it also is good because I feel like it would be hard for people to like measure out how much they want, you know. I also just like love your packaging so Thank much. You. Like, I was inspired by Lush. You know how like Lush I packaging. Love, yes. Yeah, you can see like who made it and when. Yes. So I'm, like, part of what I don't like <sighs> about the cannabis industry is it feels very. Like, even though it's very, everyone has their hands on it, you don't really know that when you get it. So I'm like, let's bring like a little more personal touch back to cannabis. It. So yes. you can see who made it and yes. produced it. <laughs> like for those who are watching on YouTube, you can see she has her little picture on the back. And it says, meet your canna chef, Kelly Lynn, a.k.a. Short and Stoned with her photo. That's She's me. doing the peace signs. I love it. <laughs> Yeah. And how, what about your branding? Like, did you come up with, like, your fonts and your colors? So I came up with, sh uh, when I originally came up with Short and Stone, I didn't have a logo for a while. But when I launched the edibles, because I was working in the music industry and working on, like, freelancing flyers for promotion events, I had quite a few graphic designers. So I'm like, hey, Max, 
Max Golden, look him up. <laughs> yeah, like, like come do my me. cannabis stuff. I know you do like majority music, but like. So you had some people help you out. Yeah. Oh yeah, I couldn't like I it's do so majority cute. of my my I'm graphics, obsessed. but like my main assets for my logo and my branding, I freelanced that. I was not that creative. I had to so leave that up to cute. someone else if I wanted to have good packaging. Yes. <laughs> Same oh. with this packaging too. Um, I went with a really high quality bag that preserves the terps and doesn't degrade. Terp lock. Yeah, terp lock. And it's like extra thick and seals very well. That's amazing. Grove so, bags. Yeah, Grove bags actually. Then I gave them my logo and like I did a rough sketch and graphic design of what I wanted the bag to look like. But they like really slammed it. So wow. if you need really good bags, go to Grove Bags. <laughs> These, I mean, they look so good. Okay, and I'm just now realizing that it's also, besides being low-calorie, organic. I'm a big organic girl. Vegan, sugar-free, gluten-free, and dairy-free, which is like, there's just so many things that you need to like, you know, for everyone has their own, you know, everyone, everybody is different. Yep, yep. <laughs> and so I think that's really awesome that you're trying to be really aware of that so to not like conflict with anyone's like health or dietary yeah i just wanted to be like friendly to everybody make sure if you have food restrictions you can still enjoy edibles and stuff yeah because like for for my uncle that has diabetes i want him to enjoy that but like so i don't it's something that's too sugary for him so like yes because that's also one of the problems i have with edibles on the market here in colorado Mm -hmm. it's all like sweet like super sweet stuff like gummy ingredients chocolate (laughs) yeah or of it like yeah really yeah the ingredients and like the sugar is just not great it's like if you're gonna have high quality cannabis can you have high quality ingredients too yes oh yeah so i just i love 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 what you're doing oh but then yeah sorry back to the other question of like what are your other do you have other SKUs? So we have the magic powder in five strains, and then we just launched the oh, pre-roll. Five, wait, five strains? So yeah, oh, it's five all different strains. Strain it's specific. strain specific, obviously, because it's solvent Oh, love that. Okay, I'm an idiot, obviously. <laughs> no, you're not. It, I put it on the bottom. Shark I'm sorry, bite OG. And you have the terps. Terpinaline, myrcene, lemonine. That's amazing. Yeah, got got to get it recognized on there. Yes, I didn't realize because it was on the back. Oh, but yeah, good. obviously, if it's solventless, it should be. I mean, specific. I've gotten some solventless edibles before that don't say the strain, and it makes me really mad. Because <laughs> if I'm paying for the price point, you gotta tell me what's in it. Yes, I agree. <laughs> but yeah, I just like I feel like everyone is doing gummies and everyone is doing chocolate, and it's like okay. it's because it's shelf stable. But just because it's shelf stable doesn't mean it's fun. It gets boring. <laughs> yeah, and for people that yeah like don't eat sugar like need to watch their sugar like yeah it's just I don't get it I'm like no how are they or people that eat their edibles right before bed my sister is always like I give her edibles for sleep that's Mm -hmm. the main thing my family uses edibles for is sleep but I'm like okay at least it's something yeah um but she's like I like the sleep gummies but like I don't I don't like it being like a sugary thing because I brush my teeth, but then I have it right by my bedside table. So then I want to take it when I'm getting into bed, but then I already brushed my teeth and I'm yeah. like, I totally get it. And sugar before bed isn't the best thing either. Yeah. Like, so there's all these different things. Yeah. So, and you kind of solve that. Oh, that was, that was my mission. I'm like, I want people to be able to enjoy it. Like, bef- like start of the day. I want people to enjoy it like before bed, whenever they feel right. the need. But again, dietary restrictions play a huge role in it because I just for everything. Yeah. A lot of people right now just have like 
a lot. Oh, dietary restrictions are popping off right now. And like, I want to be respectful to that and empathetic. Right. Yeah. It's like, we're not trying to send anyone to the hospital. No. And everyone deserves a good edible no matter what you deal with. So it's like, we got to, we got to hit every mark. And it was hard, but like, we, we hit it. We hit it. But yeah, and then we're so awesome. And then we launched some pre-rolls because I was like, we should have something that isn't edible. Because let's roll out a smokable skew. Nice. (laughs) But we just did that for Pride Month. Okay. Because it was like a rainbow roll. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that just specially for Pride and we got Blazy Susan cones because we wanted to make it fun and pink. And yeah, I just felt like I was only rolling out magic powder and my five strains of magic powder for a while. So I'm like, it's pride. It's my first pride with a license. So let's roll out a fun skew for it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was just like a fun little, like just for the occasion, like for yeah. the, like just for the for the pride of it. Yes. No. I totally <laughs> so get I it. don't see them coming back. Okay. To be honest. So enjoy. So enjoy okay. It. So it was a it was a limited. Edition. Yeah. It was a limited edition skew, but it was fun <laughs> to have, and yeah. Then. Oh, I don't know. Did you know that we closed up shop? No. Oh, this is fun. I was going to say. <laughs> Update me. Oh, yeah. So we don't have the MIP anymore. We don't have the license. Because my next question was going to be like, is it really difficult to keep your stuff in yeah, dispensaries? I felt like that was coming. And I'm like, our, there's like select dispensaries that still have a little bit of our stuff that like bought it up before we closed out. Oh, I'm so yeah. sorry. It's is okay. It, how are you feeling about it? So... I closed August 3rd and so a couple months ago yeah and because I deal with mental health issues I'm like I can't think about it so I threw myself into another project yeah it didn't go well oh my gosh that's how I coped (laughs) okay yeah you said you had an amputation and I was like oh my gosh what yeah I saw and then I saw on your Instagram do you care to share yeah or is it too traumatic <laughs> oh it's okay it gets brought up a lot because it it happened like around the time of losing my business and I feel like I threw myself so much into this project so it caused me to like skip some corners yeah, and totally because I was just like so upset about the business so I'm like I have to build something else because I'm like yeah. I'm the type of person it's like if I'm what am I doing to show for it? Like, what am I, what do I have to show for it right now? So, oh, and that's hard yeah. like, to be there all the time. Like, yeah. And it, it just happened at my MIP. I actually like turned oh. it in to like a workshop and stuff, like brought in all these saws, rented a table saw, was reclaiming all like these pallet wood from my small business neighbors. I was cooking. I was cooking. So what were you trying to do with the new project? I was converting a van so that I could have like a little kitchen on wheels and I could go around to like little events and little festivals in my orange van. That's cute. It's still happening. <laughs> That's awesome. Just with one less finger. And a lot more help from a very nice Just engineer. Just one less finger and help. Yes. Oh my God. I am so sorry. Holy fuck. That is, I can't believe, I mean, talk about adding more trauma. It's like I was already dealing with a lot at the time. So I'm like, it's just another shoe that had to drop. It was the other shoe. It was the other shoe. (laughs) You have such a good attitude about everything. How do you keep, how do you remain so positive? Oh, cannabis and the fact that I can remind myself that I've been through much worse, much worse than losing a finger. So perspective, although I do cry a lot, like I'll be honest, I do cry a lot. But, like, I still get through it. it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, by just, like, kind of just, like, being grateful for where I am and reminding myself that, like, 
it's just another chapter. Like a door closing doesn't mean that it was a fail. It's just the opportunity to grow and get more creative. Yeah. And yeah. And just cannabis. So much CBD. Cause like I didn't want to take, I did have to take like some strong pain meds when it first happened. Oh, yeah. Because I'm missing a body part. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. So I'm I was taking pain meds, like strong pain meds, but I'm like, I wanna. I only want to do this for like a week max. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let's start like railing CBD. Cause like, I don't want to be mega high, but like, I do want to like feel some relief. So yeah. I started like transitioning off my pain meds with CBD, a lot of CBD gummies, a lot of regular gummies, a lot of RSO. God bless Rick Simpson. <laughs> I love Rick Simpson. How do, how do you use RSO? I just put that on some peanut butter cause it's high in fat uh -huh. and just knock it back. Nice. And that really helps with like pain. And it everything. helps with so much pain. Like even before the accident, I already used RSO for like all my other pain and stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I was like, I need RSO for this too. Wow. So yeah, RSO helped me get through it and be like, okay, now we got to work on a relaunch. Yes. <laughs> so I threw myself into another project. <laughs> so yeah, what's your plan now? So I relaunched on 11.11 and I opened up what I call private one-on-one -on -one consultations so I'm not selling a product. I'm more like consulting, like freelancing my time to people yeah. and helping people like either educate them or making like custom wellness journeys for them. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So I still get to like use my knowledge, but like directly talk to people. Yeah. Because one of the things I missed when I had my license, is I'm not talking to the people that are trying the edibles. I can't hear True. how I can't hear how they helped. I can't hear what they would like different the next time. Right. And that's what I love. I love talking to people about the Interacting product. Interacting with the community is yeah. so key. Yeah, so these consultations are open again. And like, it's so cool Yay. to like talk to people one-on-one -on -one now and like just hear how they've consumed before, but like new goals and stuff and like how they want to achieve new goals or how they want to feel. So I just really love and appreciate people that trust me with that. So yeah, if you need a consultation. Yes. Where, where can people reach out and find you you can email me at shortandstone.net or go to my website at shortandstone.com <laughs> there we go yeah and uh i'm actually launching a new product line of cbd infusions so when i yes. first launched i did like like regular edibles like kind of like baked goods kind of like how, how you think but like a twist on them but now i'm launching like a cbd more practical line like a okay. cbd wellness line okay. of more like infused like we're coming out with hot sauce, baby. Wait, that's genius. CBD hot sauce. That's genius. Yeah, because, like, I want people to, and like... And then you can sell that online. Yeah, it's easier to sell. I don't have to worry about having a big license. That And I know yeah. it'll help people, and it's a lot more practical than being, like, here's 100 milligrams of THC in a hot sauce. You know, like, that's a little intimidating for some people. Yes. Not everyone wants to get high when they're having their burrito. Right. But, like, you could use some relaxing. When you have your burrito. Yes, and anti-inflammation and anti, yeah. Yeah, if you're dealing with any anxiety, any pain, and you don't want to get high, like, I feel like there's a lot more practical uses for CBD and edibles than yeah. people think. Yeah. And, like, that's what I was doing before. Like, yes, I was doing, like, regular edibles, but, like, I love doing the CBD stuff, too. Yeah. Like, even my direct friends who I didn't think would be into CBD edibles are like, your chocolates help me sleep at night. And I'm like, yeah. That's awesome. I have an EMT who was like involved in like some of the riots and stuff. He dealt with very bad PTSD. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Shout out Jacob. But <laughs> uh he he had a really hard time sleeping afterwards and he really didn't want to take meds because he was on the clock all the time and still sure. was getting called and stuff. So he's like, I like your CBD because it allows me to sleep, but I can still like get up and function if I need right. to be on call. And like again, those are those 
direct interactions that fuel my soul. I'm like, I could give a crap less about making some money, but knowing that I help someone sleep at night, that's that helps me sleep at night. Literally, yeah, that's like so fulfilling. <laughs> it is. And I'm so happy to be like getting back on that track and stuff. Because like, yes, having a MIP license was really, really fun. But it was also really, really stressful, like being the only person in there. I was literally, that's like <laughs> one of my main questions is like, what's what was the hardest part about like having a license? And like, yeah, did you find it like super difficult to like, just keep everything running like just you or like getting everything like I don't even know <laughs> it was it was really hard so the startup actually was kind of the easiest part although it took a really long time I had my uncle as my COO my mom as my CFO so it was like kind That's, of family business yeah, and is. they flew out to help me set up the kitchen but then nice. like everyone everyone went back to Pennsylvania and it yeah. was just be in the kitchen for a long time and it was just really hard juggling Marketing, emails, sales, running the meetings, doing samples, You're doing deliveries, doing packaging. doing 100 people's jobs. Testing. It was just so much. And, like, I did love it. Like, I loved feeling like I'm running that shit. Yeah. But, like, I shouldn't have been running that shit just all by myself. It's and it was just lot. really hard. Like, also being a truly small business, like, it was – it was really hard. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really thankful for, like, the help from my family. But I'm kind of glad it did shut down because I would have ran myself like into the deep end. Like I already totally. feel like I was going down that way. And then when we had a, our monthly meeting, they're like, we it's not viable anymore. I'm like, you know what? It's kind of it's kind of killing me yeah. as much as I loved it. Also, when I got into it, I had such a vision for it. And I feel like corporate cannabis and once you get your license and you have all these rules and it just stomps on it. It, it does. And it, it gets really ugly. stomps the life out of it. And big corporate cannabis, like at the time I started during a downtick in the industry, yeah. like, you know, it was going up for 10 years. And yeah. then ironically, I started the downtick. <laughs> and so that was really hard because everyone's like, we want the product at the cheapest. We don't care that you're solventless. We want you at the same price yep. as dissolute. I'm like- yep. Okay, You're then like, I'm that's walking. not possible, yeah. I'm like, do you know I'm in there hand-making all of this, hand-packaging, hand-labeling, hand-sealing? Like, no. Anywho. <laughs> oh, but so... You've done so much. Yeah, you did so much. It would be... I couldn't even imagine, like, doing literally 100 people's jobs, like, single-handedly. Yeah. It was... But it, it was fun, though, and, like, all the community events, like, I'll be honest, what kept me going is, like, the weekly, like, safe sessions or, like, the weekly, like, the monthly stoner cinemas and, yeah. like, seeing, like, communities show up and seeing the same faces and, or people coming up and, like, that's when I could hear, like, I bought my dad five packs of your magic powder to help him sleep. I'm like, oh, your dad likes my magic powder? Like, that's the stuff I... That kept me going and that's, like, why I kept, like, digging my grave deeper. Yeah. Like, I was in so much debt. And so, like, I was just digging my grave deeper uh, every month. But I'm like, I love the yeah. community and, like, as much as it killed me, I'm like... I love this and I want to make it work. But yeah, at the time, like big cannabis is coming up. Big cannabis is like, let's buy up all these MIPS. Let's buy up licenses. Let's yep. vertically integrate. And they're pushing down the bottom line. They're pushing the down time. the bottom line so fucking low it hurts. And Ugh. so, yeah, it just was like, all right, got to throw in the towel at the one year. It was like, let's renew our license. And it's like, we can't. And, but then also my landlord had an SBA loan and didn't tell me. So he was going to have to kick me out anyways. And I wouldn't have the funds to move anywhere. So it was like a double dagger. 
just Wait, oh my god like a small business loan so it's a federal loan so when the bank came and audited oh i see that he like, couldn't have a cannabis they're business like, why is there a cannabis business in here what oh the hell is this oh my gosh yeah so although like i was in like a, a zoned area where mips could be the, the landlord wasn't wow transparent upon the oh. lease and the buy and so, so like what do you say to people that like want to have a small bus- business in cannabis right now like when you just had to close up shop like uh it depends who you are <laughs> <laughs> i say if you do want to get into the legal side of it like you better arm yourself with education you better be prepared for nose you better be prepared to cry and sleep in your mip <laughs> but like is it worth it yeah like I still want to change it. Like yeah. although I wouldn't get a license again right now. I don't want to step on my toes for the future. <laughs> <laughs> right now. You right wouldn't. now I don't see that for me because I just feel that's not what short and stone is at its core. But if you have a viable business that you think that'll really take off that has an established market, oh my god, I thought I was so smart trying to go in with something that like was kind of new. So I don't know where I'm going with this. If you want to start a legal cannabis business, you better have grit. You better have a lot of grit and tenacity. Yeah. Um, but like, and if maybe you... <laughs> get into a new market. Yeah. Not, a new one. I don't. Yeah. I feel like Colorado's like heaven. No, go a to like rough new time Jersey. right now. Go to New Jersey. Go to New York. Go to Michigan. Right. Michigan just legalized, right? Oh yeah, Michigan's popping off. Yeah. I, or like I Minnesota. Hear. I haven't, yeah. Haven't seen it. Go to go to a new state. Definitely don't go to one that's. Yep. Water. water. Let's do a water break. <laughs> Good call. Good call. Oh, yeah, definitely go somewhere lotion. new. But hey, if you like Let's truly have the passion for it and you want to just like start out just like in your home. Like, like it can be done still. Who is anyone to tell you that you can't have a passion for a plant and you can't have a passion to help people? Yes. So that's what I say. And I always say like legality is not a parameter for morals. You know, so just because oh, I like that. Thank you. I like that. That's Thank smart. You. I use that all the time to old men that want to be like, oh, well, cannabis is illegal. And I'm like, OK, well, a lot of things used to be legal that were really bad. So like you want to like. Right. But Literally. yeah, if you like really want to put on your, your suit, the legal laws are not a good justification for what your morals should be. Yeah. So if that's something that holds you back. That's what, and that's what makes me so mad about like older, usually older generations that are like, oh, well, cannabis was bad up until like it was legalized in my state. And it's like, what? Like, no, it's been fine the whole time. Like it was legal up until like 1928, right? Yes. 1937. Yeah, something. Yeah. Some, One of those years. Something around there. There used to be hash bars in L.A. and New York and Miami. There used to be hash bars really? all over. It used to be legal. That's and then so like. Sad. Do you want another rip? Oh hell yeah! Before I go on my my rant about how they coined marijuana in the <laughs> in the media to then make cannabis really bad, and then it got illegal. But that's okay because they didn't want us co-bingling. <laughs> I could go on so many rants. I love the rants. I love them. I do try to keep it. We need to wrap up in a, a little bit. I try to keep it or um cap it at like an hour and a half. Gotcha. But Perfect. we'll we can definitely. I always have the guests like back on you know in like six months or a year love a good like check-in yeah let's see what you're up to definitely got some stuff in the works like this kitchen on wheels these consultations and like 
doing like private chef stuff for like personal events. So Dude, you got could, some stuff. You could in. literally do so much. And I mean, I think what would be really smart is like selling more of the CBD products because you already know what to do with like your infusion and the CBD is legal to ship, you know. Yeah. You, and you got a lot more people that are interested in that. Like, that's a lot easier to get someone way, into cannabis. Yes, it's a way lower, like, barrier to entry, in my opinion, than, like, smoking weed. Yeah, like, I'll get my grandmas to have some CBD cookies. They won't have the real stuff, but hey, if you can have a CBD cookie at Thanksgiving and we can all be calm, that's yeah. worth it. You good? Yeah. Yeah. My pleasure. That's so pretty. Oh, that's the prism. Yes. I all love. the Cirrus bongs are by Prism. Yes, they <laughs> hit so good. I had that at his house when they had a mock trial, a little like mock flight. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, I've been to one of those. Oh, they, I felt like royalty showing up. They were, everyone was so nice. Aren't they? So, lighting yeah. my stuff for me. Literally. Oh, my God. Bringing, like, I little can't wait for Cirrus to open. Oh, I'm going to be having meetings there. Yes, same. And if they have their tea, put some magic powder and some tea. <laughs> oh my god, yes, that's genius. All right, I already told Aaron. I'm like, I'm coming back. I'm gonna be. <laughs> I'm gonna be at Cirrus a lot. <laughs> yes, facts. Okay, I'm trying to think if I have any other like follow up questions before I ask like the questions at the end. I always yeah, ask everyone. Yeah. Um. Let me know. I'm kind I, of an open book. <laughs> I guess like, do you feel like people need like a certain amount of like capital or money in order to get a license in Denver and like start a successful cannabis business? Hmm. Yes and no. <laughs> it depends like what kind of license you're going after. True. Like grows are going for so cheap right now. Like turnkey I've, grows. I've heard that. Like if you want to get into grow right now, get 5,000 bucks together. Go buy yourself a grow. Go buy a turnkey grow. Wow. But, like, if you want, like, a really high-end, like, solventless MIP, you want to be pressing rosin, like, you you better have some good angel investors. Yeah. <laughs> you better have some good angel investors because it's hard unless, like, banks aren't really going to give you a loan unless you're already kind of, like, a big name that has a lot to show for. So, yeah, if you're yeah. starting up, you got to go the investor route and you kind of got to go grassroots. What's the best advice I can have? Yeah, if you're going grow, you don't need that much. Like, just get in it. But if you're going like MIP, solventless, press and rosin, you gotta you gotta have a lot behind you. Gotta have some money. Like I'm talking probably at least a hundred. Hundred K. Yeah. I don't got even (laughs) five K, so (laughs) I'm not I'm not buying a grow anytime soon. I'm definitely not buying another MIP. I'm yes. not buying another. So then was it difficult? Like, did you have to then, like, resell your license? Or, like, how does that work? Yeah, I kind of, like, sold like, relinquished it back to the state. Okay. So I was like, I'm not renewing it, and I'm not selling it to anybody. Oh. Because, ironic, like, yeah, I got in at a down tick, and the down tick lasted a really long time. And so no one really wanted to, like, buy this MIP license. Yeah. So it's like, okay. We'll just offload this. I'll just hit up all these dispensaries and be like, we're running a liquidation deal. And so, like, luckily, I've got, like, really good relationships from all the dispensaries that did hold us and still do. Like, there's some that stockpiled us. So, like, there are select dispensaries that still have the product. Okay. Which was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, people bought a lot. But, yeah, the close-up was just kind of, like, short and sweet once we decided it was happening. It was kind of, like, a week before kind of just all happened really fast it's bittersweet for sure it was it was <laughs> like especially because you felt like it was kind of like putting you into the ground like something had to change it sounded like yeah but it was just like so weird to have like 
the polarity between then going to events and then people being like, you're my favorite edible maker. I, I send people to you. Like, yeah. you're what this com- you're what the queer cannabis community needed. Yeah. I feel represented by you. Like, your branding's so good. You're killing it. Like, yeah. I just bought 10 packs off the store. So it's, like, really – it was so funny to see the polarity. Literally. Like, going like, to the you events. You have all this support, but then it's, like, why am I not making money? <laughs> yep. It was there, but it wasn't to the level it needed to be. So it's, it's so crazy out there. Like it's hard. It is hard, but like I'm grateful. It, again, I'm grateful it happened because like I met yeah. so many great people from it. So true. And again, the cannabis community in Denver and Colorado's great. Yes, <laughs> and you're not going anywhere, right? You guys, you're nope. gonna stay. Yeah, we're staying yeah. in Colorado. We're probably moving a little out of Denver, maybe. Yeah. We're staying in Colorado because I love all the events. I love Yay. all the people. I love all the all the grows and just all what people have to offer on and off the market. So yes, there's good people. Here, there's a I lot think. of great people. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not going anywhere. It's just a matter of, I had a MIP before, like a kitchen, and now I, I don't have a kitchen. And that's okay. And that's okay. <laughs> yes. You don't need... But you're still short and stone. Yeah. And I don't need a location to prove like my validity in yeah. the community and like my education and my passion. So like I, I kind of remind myself of that. I want to see your CBD product like yeah. edibles pop off. I think yeah. that's like I have a vision. <laughs> oh, same. I'm like I'm already planning like how marketing's going to go with that yes. and that's going to be a lot easier to like promote and market and take out stuff for. And so. I will help you just send me some free edibles and I will promote them for you. Oh, I'll get you some stuff. I'll send you some hot sauce, some I'm thinking yes. like honey. Wait, maybe I love barbecue honey. Sauce. Okay, wait. Honey is something I use every day, multiple times a day because I'm a big tea person. Ooh. And I do, I have to have my honey in my tea. And so, like, I think CBD honey is, like... That goes so well together. So smart, yeah. And But the CBD hot sauce is also, like, so smart. I've been getting so much more into hot sauce recently. So I'm like, I oh. love hot sauce. Okay, the red... Oh, my God, not the red. Frank's. The, Red Franks is good if I'm yes. going for that vibe, or the but the green Cholua is my favorite. Ooh. The green pepper. Ooh, that's my dad's. My dad has that on Chef's the shelf. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I eat it every morning on my eggs. Ooh, yes, yeah. eggs and hot sauce, the best combo. Yes. I used to not like eggs that much, but now I'm like I'm just douse that shit in hot sauce. Oh, douse. So <laughs> okay, well I do have some questions yeah. before we wrap up. Of course. Um, what do you kind of think is going to happen with the legalization of cannabis, like? in the federal level or like do you think every state is just gonna continue kind of doing its own thing and like because they keep like you know politicians keep like draping it in front of everyone's noses or I don't even know is that the phrase like dangling a carrot <laughs> yes okay say. thank you dangling it there we go well like to answer to answer your question like I think federalization across every is a t- is a carrot in front of us yes they're using it as a ploy they're never going to do it it's going to be up to the states thank you because guess what every state's greedy so they're going to want the most bang for their buck mm-hmm. and yeah so i that's where i stand on it i think it's always going to be so it's true. going yep. by state and like so the true. more red states it's going to take a while to get medical and then it's going to take even longer to get wreck and it's just going to take that push but we're getting there we're like at what oh 50%? i thought i thought missouri we just had the 24th state so we're yeah. almost at 50 almost at 50 yeah, yeah. I thought, I mean, I'm from Missouri, like a very conservative state, and I thought we would never, and now they, they've they had rec since February, but they had medical a full year prior to that too. But still, I mean, I can't believe that they're ahead of 
some other states that haven't even gone medical. It just makes me mad that like there's still states out there denying the medical benefits of the plant. How can you deny um, science and research? Right. Ah, yes, but I totally agree with you. Um, and then the fun question I yeah. always ask everyone, if you could consume with anyone alive or dead, or it can be a fictional character as well, um, but preferably not like friends or family because we won't know who you're talking about, yeah. who would it be and why? And how would you consume? Alana from Broad City. <gasps> She's my favorite. She's my favorite. What? <laughs> Alana from Broad Frickin' City. What are we talking about? She's literally my favorite. Oh, my God. I feel like I would get along so well with her. Yes, I want to be her best friend. And I want to do fat dabs, like some fat rosin dabs out of an e-rig. And I want to be, like, sitting somewhere pretty in New York with, like, a fat, sloppy piece of pizza just, like, getting high (laughs) in the park and seeing seeing a cop and... Doing the piece, being scared. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I would just like, like to have a broad city day with her. Yes, like smoke. a broad city moment. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I would love to join could. that. Yeah, you can. <laughs> we should make it happen. Yes, let's. We send this podcast Alana, to if you're seeing this, I would love to have you on my podcast. You should come. <laughs> Or just get and get high with you. That would be epic. Oh, yeah, because, like, I that was, like, one of my comfort shows in college. Same. Especially when The Office, like, I was like, okay, I did The Office too much. Like, let's get, like, some female okay, empowerment literally, we would have been best friends yeah! in college. Like, I was the exact same way. Like, me and my best friend, Natalie, would smoke. Mm-hmm. We would hotbox my car, like, yes. in the parking lot and then go back into our, like, sorority house and, like, watch Broad City together. Oh, it's the best, especially when you have a bestie to watch it yeah. with. Like, yeah, I'd watch it with my bestie in college. And, like, that was the – that was so great. Like, just getting high and laughing. And, like, it's we lived best. in Philly, so we're like, this is, like, us but in New York. Yes. Yeah, you're really close to New York. So. <laughs> and we lived on Broad Street. So we thought There's that was kind of There's so many similarities. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Kelly, thank you so much for coming on. This has been delightful and super informative as well. I love hearing about your journey and can't wait to see what you do next. And I just want to empower you that you should totally just become a content creator and keep marketing the shit out of yourself and your products. And you're going to make some make some millies and we're all just going to thrive. Yeah, it's gonna be the best. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. I love this lovely device. Oh my god, I know the Chroma. We love it. And just chatting about everything industry stuff. Like, there's so much to cover in such little time. I know. That's I was like, we we're gonna have to have you back on because it always goes by so fast. It feels like. But it was it was fun. Thank you for having me. Yes. Where can people find you again? Okay, you'll be back for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, with hot sauce. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. CBD hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> but you can find me on Instagram at short and stoned, or my website is just short and stoned. And it's fully spelled out, it's right? It's fully spelled out. None of that, like, amp- ampersand? Ampersand. Ampersand. Jinx. Yeah, we are very similar. Literally, I'm like, wait, we need to be besties. <laughs> we, we will be seshing again. <laughs> yes, I love this. Thank you all so much for making the trek to Boulder. I know yeah. it can be a lot, especially in the winter when there's, like, snow and... Yeah, like I, there's sicknesses (laughs) and like, yes, I'm happy that, um, well, not happy that your (laughs) amputee went okay, but I mean, I'm happy you're okay now, but I'm (laughs) I'm so sorry you had to go through that like experience 
just it's all part of the life's story. Life's crazy, man, <laughs> isn't it? Everything's all just part of the story. It's a it's a thick, juicy plot. <laughs> it is. I literally, yeah, when you were texting me that you couldn't come because like you were maybe having some complications, I was like, oh my gosh, do do what you need to do. Like I didn't even know. I'm like, what? After I sent that, I'm like, wait, she doesn't have much context. <laughs> I know. So I, was, I was just like, I hope you're okay. No, and at the time, I'm just like. Ah. So I was just like, I'm so sorry, but I'm glad we could work this out. We yes, scheduled. It's only a week later. It worked. So it works it did, better. It yes, and I didn't end up going to MJ BizCon, which is happening right now. Yeah. Oh my god, I see everybody's stories. Literally, and stuff. lol. There's people like speaking and stuff from here, and I'm like, I'm so proud of people's growth. I know. Like, MJ BizCon I, yeah. seems kind of like. It's a lot. It, it <laughs> yes, like it's like I. I have a lot of respect for them and what they do. And like, I think it's a necessary evil, but like, I hate Vegas and I. What a place to hold it. Yeah. And like the whole, it's just, it's just like a dog and pony show now. And it's all about how much money you have. And I just feel like it's, it's lost a lot of the like community, like soul what what's what we're all about what's right. at the forefront of cannabis yeah so that's you won't see it's, me there <laughs> it's hard to like, yeah like get behind that part it's like okay no this is all about money i'll stick to the community events yeah here so i'm super like happy i'm super happy that i didn't go to vegas is what i'm trying to say oh me too I'm i glad could be here doing I this podcast with you yeah and you'll definitely have to come back on and yeah. tell everyone I'm um catch up and you said your email and everything too, because you're yeah. doing consulting now. So oh, yeah. reach out to Kelly. Yeah, Kelly at shortenstone.net. There it is. Here to answer all your edible questions and solventless needs. Yes. <laughs> and even just like infusion questions. I feel yeah. like you could do like all, like sell a tutorial. Like we're in the works. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> like well, I, I don't want to give up all your there's so <laughs> there's so much stuff in the work now because like I don't have like the MIP. That I'm just like at 24 It freed up a lot of your time and responsibility so and weight off your shoulders. I feel like, yeah. I don't know, just hearing from you in this past hour, it seems like it was a lot of weight. It was. On the shoulders. But now I'm happy to get more creative now and like help people and like and do create the content you always wanted to on and Instagram. And do the content I've always wanted to. That you felt I'm held si- back from. Because I'm sitting here and I'm like, wait, I don't, I don't have to abside by these rules anymore. Yes. Like, what am I doing? I don't have the MIP. So like, I might as well just do what I want. Fuck it. And like, that's where you get like a more genuine following anyways. I feel like people can tell when I'm forced because I got, I got such a personality. I can't force it. <laughs> no, same. I'm like, my face will like, it shows it all. It shows. I can't hide it. Yeah, I wear everything on my sleeve. It's very obvious. <laughs> yes. Wait, but I love the sleeves you're wearing today. Both your jacket and your tattoos. I oh, yeah. I have Thank my you. I have my jacket on, but I got a, oh, a couple here. I have my Scorpio little mushroom, mushroom on the back, yes. and then it's a rose, oh, but I it has weed leaves. Oh, wait, that's awesome. That's sick. This is my little like cannabis like tattoo. Nice. <laughs> I've got a little like popcorn jar and it's got like nugs the nugs are the popcorn stop i love yeah it's like the the red and the white stripes oh i love that my little my little ode to weed love i love that (laughs) and then i seriously want to steal your jacket i need one so bad but of course they're going to be like sold out forever i feel like buy weed from women has the best merch i got like shirts too they've got tote bags oh so i need it why are we still buying from rich white men facts (laughs) what a way to end it what a way to end it. If I could drop this mic, I would. Literally. Buy weed from women. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you again, Kelly. This is awesome. Thank you.
Yay. And as always, stay high.